I'm Willow Astor, and today on Living in the Pages, I have the privilege of chatting with one of the most interesting and prolific authors, Nana Malone. We discuss the state of diversity and marginalized characters in the world of romance, welcoming uncomfortable conversations, and our future fame on TikTok. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Willow. Thank you for having me. Thank you for agreeing to do this. I'm so glad to talk to you. We've never met. I know. How is that even possible? I know. We need to sometime. We will figure it out yes. when things settle down. <laughs> for sure. What part of the world do you live in? I live in San Diego. Oh, you lucky woman. Well, not today. Right now, it's it's been pouring all week, so it's not it's not terrific. I'm like, what happened to Southern California weather? But yeah. it's... Uh, Usually it's not bad. I don't want to hear it. I live in Minnesota. <laughs> oh, no. Sorry. In that case, it's terrible. Oh, my God. San is the worst. <laughs> I grew up in San Jose, so. Oh. I, yeah. So the snow was new to you at some point. It was. Yeah. I'm acclimated now, but it's still like when I hear California people complain about the weather. I'm like, <laughs> I don't even want to talk. Yes, but you know what? We pay for the sunshine, so um, <laughs> that is very true. We normally pay out of the nose for the sunshine. So. <laughs> well, I am loving what I'm reading so far of Big Ben. It's oh, gripping. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. And until preparing for this interview, I didn't realize how many books you had written. <laughs> My oh, word. Know, a couple. <laughs> how many are there now? <laughs> I lost count. Um, uh, if you're including just everything, including Big Ben, that makes Big Ben number 82. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just a few things. I'm stunned speechless. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me everything. How often do you write? How fast do you write a book? What's your process? Well, let's see. Uh, I write um, up until this year. The last few years have been literally um, like mostly a clip of like 10 to 10 to 12 a year, um, wow. which um, was exhausting. Um, yes. And some of those years were juggling um, trad books with indie books. So I pulled back this year and I'm, I'm going to say this and it's going to sound bizarre, but only six. Oh man. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I was published, I started publishing 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was my first book that I sold. So it's been a while, which is, it's not like the 80 books have happened in like four years or something crazy like that. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I write pretty fast. Uh, I dictate to write. So that helps oh, a lot. What I program do you um, well, I just dictate into my phone. Um, I do occasionally use that uh, dictation kind of service called Rev, but they're very pricey. And I have someone who, you know, I keep on retainer who just does it for a certain amount of money every month. And so as I go, I'll just send it to her. But if I am, say, in edits or something and some scenes need to be done and they need to be done in that day, within 24 hours, I will do it in Rev just because it's like, oh, I didn't realize I was going to need this scene and the editor do tomorrow or something mm-hmm. like that. I'll use Rev, but it's it's a dollar a minute, so oh, it's man. expensive. You got to talk fast. Basically. <laughs> Were you going to say you did something to your shoulder? Yeah, no, I blew out my shoulder uh, about four years ago. Um, I tore my labrum, so uh, 
to sit and type for long stretches of time and just kind of like that motion of moving your arm back and forth mm-hmm. will send me into fits of pain after several hours. So Aww. I had to move to dictation. That would be so hard. When did you know that writing was it for you? I mean, I don't think I ever knew knew. I never even considered being a writer really until uh, that summer Bridget Jones's Diary came out. Mm. I mean, it was a million years ago, but I was living in New York, hating my PR job because I thought PR would be more writing and it was so much more schmoozing, which was very difficult when you're socially awkward. <laughs> but I, I read that book. Everyone had it on the train and I picked it up at Borders, you know, oh, rest in peace, Borders. And yeah. I read it and it sounded... I didn't know, obviously, anything about voice then, but it sounded like me. Mm. It sounded like conversations I would have with my friends. It sounded like something that I, like things that I would say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wait, I, I can do this. I can, I can absolutely do this. <laughs> and um, I mean, I'd always read. Uh, I was that, you know, that nerdy girl walking in the, cl- in the hallways with my nose actually in a book. And so, of course, I ran home and I was like, I'm going to just write this, I'm just write this great book, which took eight years. Wow. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know what I didn't know, you know, like conflict motivation plot. I had no idea what any of those things were. And so, obviously, I had to learn and crash course it and figure it out. And, of course, you know. I had far less discipline then, Um, (laughs) you know, like I went to grad school, you know, left New York, all those things. But, you know, finally I finished, uh, thanks to my husband who basically told me he was like, I was hating another job and he was like, just finish this book. Mm -hmm. So I did. And, um, I started shopping it and I got many, many, many rejections (laughs) and uh, a friend of mine who's still a good friend to this day, said, you know, this, and I finally, I think I had one agent interested and she asked me to send her a phone. So I sent it and then I was like, oh, well, now I have to, I just have to wait and see what she says. And my friend was like, no, that's super cute. Go write another one. Hmm. And that was, and the other one that I wrote, which t- only took me six months <laughs> on that one. Uh, that one is the first one I sold. Oh, that's so great. Thankfully, I learned a few things. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> it would be so sad if I learned nothing in the whole process. Anything that takes eight years and you still go back to keep plugging away yeah. says a lot about who you are. I am, um, well, just call me stubborn. That's what my husband <laughs> calls me. <laughs> Well, speaking of Bridget Jones, I just read your article in The Wrap about where is the black Bridget Jones, which I loved. And I would love to talk about that if you want to. Yeah, no, totally. Let's let's talk about The Wrap, (laughs) which was, I mean, when it came up, I was like, wait, the the entertainment website? (laughs) I'm like, okay, sure. I'll write a blog. No, I mean, for me... um, you know, obviously I'm, well, it's not obvious that I'm African, but I, I am, I'm, you know, from Ghana and I, you know, lived here most of my life mm-hmm. and I've always loved to read and I love like fun romance. Mm-hmm. I mean, romance is, and I love, well, I love genre fiction. So if it's got, and obviously I write a lot of suspense. So it's, if it's got thrillers, if it's got adventure and I didn't see myself in a lot of those books. Yeah. Um, and the the authors that were writing women that looked like me were hard to find. Um, and so when I decided to write, 
I was like, I want girls like me to be able to see themselves Mm -hmm. between the pages because yes, you know, like Toni Morrison and Maya Angelou and these great women were writing these books, but they were not my experience because I have a slightly different experience because I'm an immigrant Mm. um, or my parents were, I'm first gen, but also they were like, there are a lot of sad stories, right? very dramatic talking about like family life and just in this kind of like sad gaze, mm-hmm. which is accurate and valid and needs to be told. Right. But, we like, need there those. Were, absolutely. And they're important. I mean, Maya Angelou, for the love of Christ. But uh, where were the fun Brid- stories? Black you know? Bridget Jones. We so you know? need that. Like, <laughs> like just hilarious and fun and funny and capery and all those kind of things because there is a breadth of black experiences and there's not a unilateral black experience and I couldn't find one that mixed books I loved to read mm. which nowadays there's so many more you know Andy J Christopher's out there and Jasmine Gilroy and like all these other authors are like finally getting a voice and they're you know being published and being produced and being paid for their work which is really important because when I started, there were so few and we were so hard to find. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's still a struggle, you know, on like the business end of it, because right. what's interesting is Kennedy Ryan is a very good friend of mine. And, you know, we were commiserating at a retreat recently because when you go to do ads, for example, which is how so many people hear about our books, there aren't other black authors to target books to. Mm. It's impossible, except for her, Brenda Jackson. You can't even find Beverly, Miss Bev, wow. in there. And so it's it's really difficult because also people say, oh my God, I want diverse books. And people say that and it looks good to say on social media, but mm-hmm. they don't support that in buying decisions when it comes to books, especially if you put a person of color on the cover. Right. I was just going to say the cover, especially. I've done it. I've And I stubbornly did it for a very long time. <laughs> I, you know, in the early days, especially, I was like, no. Yeah, the whole point was so that, you know, women like me could find themselves. Like, this is ridiculous. And, you know, marketing hasn't really caught up to that. So I was like, no, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. And I suffered in sales because of it. And what, and I, I had to, you know, really assess like, okay, well, you know, as my career went on, I was like, the thing is people, when people do read the books, especially when I did stilettos and it was mostly shoes on the cover Mm -hmm. and then people were like, oh my God, I had no idea the main heroine was black. And I was like, does it matter? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and then people would buy it and people would read it and they'd be like, oh my God. And get favorable reviews. And I was like, okay, great. But what Amazon was trying to do was to help me and put my books in categories or recommend it to people who loved Urban Lit because they're like, oh, well, she picked a multicultural category. So Mm -hmm. clearly Mm -hmm. anyone who reads multicultural is going to be interested in Urban Lit. And I'm like, nope, different genres. What are you doing? And so for a long time, I wasn't getting recommended to rom-com people who loved rom-com i wasn't getting recommended to people who loved you know fun capery i was getting recommended to people who loved urban lit and then you would see it in my reviews and they're like this is not what i expected Mm. (laughs) at all wow you know and even harlequin did that to me so you know it's like breaking that idea that melanin dictates what you're going to enjoy and it's like no (laughs) there's no (laughs) unilateral experience like you know i've 
I, well, I mean, hopefully my life is not nearly as wackadoo as for gents, but I was like, I could be the black Bridget Jones, (laughs) you know, and there should be room for that. And it should, it shouldn't be a difficult to find images for covers, but B, those covers shouldn't indicate that these books, quote unquote, are not for me if you are not brown. What can we all do to bring change? I mean, and that's always a difficult question because, I mean, the thing is for social media and for, you know, people pay lip service to the thing where they say, oh no, of course, yeah, I'm going to be more diverse. And then in the next breath say, but I have no idea where to find diverse romance. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, oh boy, here we go. Okay. So there's this thing called Google. (laughs) And what you do is you roll up and you type in, um, uh, see, multicultural romance, um, diverse romance, and you're going to get a whole bunch of things that pop up. And then you're going to click some links and you're going to roam around and have a look. You know, and and the thing is, what happens also is people also, like, thanks to social media, I mean, social media can be, you know, this great boom, but also be, you know, kind of like our, our problem, because what we do is we see, it's the same thing they do in movies, right, and in the entertainment industry, and my cousin's an actress, and she's like, what'll happen if people are like, oh, no, but like, okay, so what's Zoe Saldana doing right now? You know, because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, we, we definitely want to cast diverse, but like they only think of three people. Right. And so what happens is in the industry, people are like, oh, no, but I love Britney Cherry. And it's like, no, great, but who else? And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, no, but I love Britney. And you're like, yeah, but who else? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or they're like, oh, no, but I love Kennedy. And it's like, right. great. She's amazing. I love Kennedy, too. Me who too. else? Yep. And they're like... Oh, well, uh, no, but because it becomes that, oh, well, I mean, I, I read the two. That's that's enough, right? I mean, <laughs> I've done my part. <laughs> but, like, it, that question really needs people to explore their own bias. Right. Um, which is a difficult thing for people to, like, honestly do. And some people will just be like, well, just I don't think I would enjoy those kinds of books. And I'm like, what, what kind of books? <laughs> and yeah. like, to ask those questions. I mean, and so I, as a social, not even a social experiment, as when I released my Royals um, and I really, I was like, I need like a super breakout. I'm making a big change. I, you know, I put, you know, pr- pretty boys on the covers. Pretty white boys. Pretty white boys to be mm-hmm. very specific. Right. Because, the th- and my husband's black. I love black men. But my commitment was to black women. And women are, by and large, the people who consume romance. And I was like, but in these books, in the majority of these books, you will find brown women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just said not a word. I was like, there's a pretty white boy on the cover. Because what I did is I removed all barriers to entry. I took my image off of Amazon. Which breaks my heart. I mean, I had to, it was somewhat of an experiment, but also I was like, I need to get these books in as many hands as possible without people stopping to be like, oh, well, is it for me? Right? And you sure find out when you read the book, Penny's Black, make her a queen in everything. (laughs) And what's, you know, what's interesting is like, you know, my friends, you know, white and, you know, minority who do write brown characters are, you know, we're conscious that like the default is white. So you say things like tan and everyone mm. everyone's like, oh no, she's just, no, she's just tan. Right. They, they, they're like, oh, she must be Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and so you have to choose your words very specifically mm-hmm. to code it correctly. So you're like, no, you're reading about a black woman here. You yeah. know, I mean, it's like, it's like, look, 
people, there will be brown nipples in this book and you're going to be okay. <laughs> you will live. <laughs> you will make it. It's all right. And the best part is you, like, I didn't see any reviews about like, oh, I didn't, you occasionally you see the reviews of like, I couldn't identify with the main character. And you're like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is such coded language. Yeah. Or like, I found her just like really aggressive coded language and people will say those things to my face um things that they've said to me as a woman in Mm. real life at jobs or something like that but you know i was like that's the commitment and by and large nobody noticed now if i had put a black woman on the cover they sure as hell would have noticed they would would i have had fewer sales possibly you know i mean my friends and i we talk about this all the time and they're like you know, they're like, yeah, the book did well. It just didn't do as well as the other books mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't have a person on the cover. You know, Kennedy Ryan did Hookshot. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and she's Kennedy flipping Ryan. She's like, no, it, it, did, it did well, just not as well as the others. Hmm. And that's, and that's something that we, we notice and pe- because people say, oh my God, no, I, lo- I want to read diverse romance. But when they make buying decisions, they're like, oh, but look, so-and-so has a new book and they'll make that choice over something e- that they might even like subconsciously perceive as not for them. Let me just interrupt for a second to let you know that Living in the Pages is part of the Frolic Podcast Network, a podcast community of everything romance-related, from book club-style discussion, author interviews, comedy, critique, you name it. Find new shows to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcast. And now, let's get back to our interview. It's a hard thing to change these unconscious biases. And so you, if you want to market books and you want to sell books, you get a little bit smarter about it. The fact that you're 82 books or however many in the 80s into this and you're still having to think about that with, oh, yeah. with I'm sure, I mean, a huge fan base that you would hope would read whatever you write. It's just... It's devastating to me that it's still at that point. Well, remember, my fan base initially, by and large, were black women. Because I did put black people on the cover in the early days. I didn't start to get a wider fan base until I stopped doing that. Have you still kept those early readers? Yes, because my commitment has still been to put brown women in in my book. So Mm -hmm. at least half. But, like, not just black women. I put Puerto Rican women in books. Mm-hmm. I put Asian women in books. I put Persian women in books. I, I once chased this poor woman down <laughs> outside of a cafe. I was having lunch with a friend, and I saw this woman walk by, and I was like, wait for me. <laughs> and I, I chased her down. I was like, I'm sorry. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> I just, I, like, I think you're gorgeous. Do you mind telling me, like, where you're from? What's your nationality? I'm like, you, your look is just amazing. I am an author. I would love to put you in a book. And, you know, and she was lovely and her family was Persian and she was Jewish. And she told me like, they're kind of like their whole story, like how her, like a great, her grandparents like escaped the Shah, like in the eighties. I'm like, I'm like wow. taking like furious notes. Yes. And she was stunning. You know, so I, like I'll put all kinds of ethnicities and books and because I'm like interested in just like, oh, actually what would happen if, mm-hmm. you know, but like, I also do that because I have friends, 
you know, who I'm like, oh my God, I haven't seen Asha in a book. Let me put Asha, you know, like that's, you know, but then it's also about doing the work of not just being like, oh, and she just happens to be Persian. And then like, it has nothing to do with the character. And I'm like, no, if you're going to do it, like actually do the work of it. I mean, you call yourself a writer, so do the work. Um, And I was just having a conversation with a friend who was like, oh, I really want to write a woman of color. And there's this woman that I've seen. And I was like, awesome. This is great. Because I'm... There are some people who are like, stay in your wheelhouse. And I'm, I, I personally think the first tenet of, you know, writing, you know, um, marginalized characters is to do no harm. Um, mm-hmm. And I find it more harmful for us not to see ourselves yes. um, than to see ourselves portrayed in a positive light, uh, a positive non-stereotypical light, regardless of who writes it. So if you can do it well and do it properly and do no harm, do it. I like that. Um, but also support marginalized authors, not just by like being like, oh, I, you know, I, I put someone in my group or something like that. Like read the books, review them, talk about them. It happens a lot and people do it and they have no problems, you know, like people will read Kennedy's books and like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm in love with her book grip. People who mm-hmm. just like lost their minds, you know, but she also writes social justice books. So like, like you're going to do work. Right. In Kennedy's books, you know, I probably won't have you do as much work, but like you're going to like, there's going to be a black queen and you're just going to have to go, (laughs) you know, I mean, we, we see it with the real life Royals, like, and what, you know, um, the Duchess of Sussex has to deal with. And people are like, I just don't like her and I don't know why. And I'm like, you don't know Mm -hmm. why you Mm -hmm. want me to tell you or you, okay. (laughs) I'm going to leave you to dissect it. Like, no, I just don't like her. I mean, she just, she's so uptight. And I'm like, have you met her? You know her personally. <laughs> okay, great. Excellent. Fabulous. You just keep telling me why you don't like her, but you don't know why. Awesome. So, I mean, we see it all the time and people yeah. obviously have a difficult time really, you know, exploring privilege and bias and like what that actually means to them and the choices that they make. I love this conversation and I wish it was happening everywhere all the time you're probably sick of talking about it too. And I hate that it has to be talked about. I wish it was just a given that we're all on even playing field. Yeah. I mean, you, you, I've, <laughs> we're not on, but we're not, field, no, we're not, we're it's, not. We and it's be. awful and so, in 2020. These, yeah. Well, the thing is like, I'll have people approach me and they're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable, but they want to ask a question. And look, I also have my own set of privilege. Like, I'm an immigrant. So I know exactly where my family comes from. I know exactly, I know my culture specifically. I can tell you my tribe. I've been to my grandfather's village. That's, you know, like I know my culture, but people who have lived here their whole lives for generations who were brought here by force and have a history of pain. Yeah. They might not be as open to opening up and sharing with you but uh, like especially if they feel like you're not really open and you're asking for the wrong reasons so like it's it's really like look I'm open and I'm willing to learn and I know I don't know anything and I think that that's kind of like that like really just sitting and being open to like hearing things so people approach me like oh this is really uncomfortable like but you know you should have these uncomfortable conversations yeah because imagine what it's like to be a marginalized person every day all day and you're uncomfortable and you have no expectation of safety yeah. Like I always tell people, I'm like, if you're uncomfortable to have a conversation, what's it like to be, you know, in a wheelchair all day, every day? Mm-hmm. 
but like you're uncomfortable to say to someone like, oh, like, I, you know, I don't know anything about your experience. What would you find to be the most difficult thing about your daily life? Hmm. I think there needs to just be a lot more empathy so you can be open to those conversations. But yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm, I will not be sick of having these conversations until we no longer need to have these conversations. And that's going to be a long time. So I can have these conversations all day, every day. <laughs> oh, well, I love you. I yeah, <laughs> oh, I love you. that you're willing to talk about all the things um because I feel like there's no other way we're going to get anywhere. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the best part is the books are there. Mhm. You can find books by people of color. You can find books from people of marginalized communities and you can read them and be like and learn just even a little new thing. I mean, for me, like when I was reading um, Helen Huang's books, like yes. I lost my mind, and I have lots of Vietnamese friends, and I was like, "Oh my god, you need to read these books!" <laughs> <laughs> and also, my brother's autistic, so like just reading her books, I was like, "Oh my god, you're speaking a language I understand." And we know we have completely different cultures, but also mm-hmm. so much in common. And I was like, "If I ever meet her in person, I will lose my mind." <laughs> I had her on here too and love. Oh my her. god, is she lovely? Tell me she's oh, lovely. Oh, she she's was lovely. amazing. So amazing. Oh, fantastic. I'm obsessed with her writing. I was like, and just even like I learned so much about like just like friends I've had for years that like, you know, like yes, I've, you know, been in their homes or whatever. And so I get snippets of life, but I like getting that deep dive. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. And <laughs> it's just so helpful, like you said, to learn even one little thing. I, like reading her books about autism things that I wouldn't have known if I hadn't read it and it's so enlightening to just take the time step outside yourself yeah I mean there's so many books now who are some of your favorites oh my god the favorites like rotate all the time now um I've been on a Jasmine Gilroy kick um I got Andy J Christopher's newest one and I was like oh my god I'm digging that let's see who else I mean obviously I love Kennedy, but you're going to do work <laughs> with Kennedy. Like, yes. I always I love her, her I'm like, too. I'm like, her words are so beautiful and just stunning. And mm-hmm. she's such a gorgeous writer, but you are going to do work. Oh, okay, Kennedy, let's Pass do this. Me a and Kennedy then I'm sitting book. there sobbing. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is just hitting all the places. <laughs> um, let's see, who else who is, who have I read lately? Um, Laquette has some really amazing books. Adriana Herrera is like, she is a queen and she's excellent. I've been, let's see, Zoe Castile. Um, who else did I read? I'm like, look, I've turned around to like look on my shelf right now. <laughs> Obviously, Sierra Simone. All right. I have written them down. I'm going to check them out. Yeah. Let's do a fast five. This is an abrupt change, but it reminded me of it because my first question was going to be one of your top five reads, and I think you've answered it. Yeah. (laughs) So number two would be, what did you have for breakfast? Starbucks egg and cheddar sandwich. Oh, yum. (laughs) Favorite book boyfriend? Oh, stop it. I can't do that. Um, Okay, (laughs) I'm going to go old school. I'm just going to go old school. Uh, Mr. Darcy, Pride and Prejudice. Oh, yes. The ultimate always. Yes. Always, always, always. Yeah. Tea or coffee? Um, neither. 
actually. Oh. I'm not really a hot drinks person. Okay. I have all these great coffee mugs. Everyone's like, but you're sassy mugs. And I'm like, yeah, but I usually <laughs> just put vodka in them. <laughs> Who would you have play Ben in a movie? Oh, um, I would say, mm, I, oof, it's either Alexander Skarsgård mm-hmm. or hmm, Brad Pitt from Troy. Oh. His hair is right in Troy. Okay. Yes. yes, we'll do either of those. <laughs> either, of, I mean, it's really like, oh, I mean, it's these choices. <laughs> well, I think it's time for us to sing a song. Oh, God. I know. No, no. Why? Why? I, I, you, you don't want me singing in public. That's it's not a thing that anyone lets me do. Oh, God. You can't see, but I just totally started to sweat. <laughs> I don't even do karaoke, but we'll do this. I'm I'm not scared. Well, I mean, if if left to me, I will always sing Janet Jackson Control. That's okay. like that's like the theme song to my life. <laughs> my my life. theme song is Superstition by Stevie Wonder, but I can go Janet. It's funny, my husband always is like, Yeah, he's like, No, um, I can hear you singing Janet Jackson Control. Like basically I say I sing it nearly every morning at least i'm trying to remember how it goes <gasps> okay yeah i always come in at like when i was 17 okay oh god oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine i can do this i can do this it's fine okay okay i am brave i am brave <laughs> All right. I don't know how this song goes, so. Um, it's, uh, when I was 17, I did what people told me. And then, uh, did what my father said and let my mother mold me. But that was a long time ago. I'm in control. Never gonna stop. Control. To get what I want. Control. I like to have it a lot. Control. Now I'm all grown up. And then it goes, oh, my God, the sweat. Oh. I'm going to have to change my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to wash my pits after this. I know, right? I'm glad I'm not the only one. It's like all the nervous sweat that comes up. I'm more nervous now than I am at signings. (laughs) Oh, no. You know what? When I meet you, I might make you take a hip-hop class with me because now that's (laughs) the thing that's going to happen. And we're going to record it for TikTok. Okay. I'm going to go change my shirt now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for sharing your heart with us. And everybody go buy Big Ben out April 21st. April 21st, April 21st. It is so good. Oh, thank you. It's one of those things that's like, I put like full, like everything that's me in it. Mm. And so, of course, now I'm like, well, there I am just naked on the page. Aww. That's great. I like <laughs> knowing that. Now I will be reading it thinking I know you a little bit better. Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> that thing they do in the closet, don't judge me. Ah, uh, no. That was <laughs> that was hot. All right. Well, have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You too. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye.
Big Ben is out already. It came out on the 21st of April. Go buy it. It is so good. See you next time. Living in the Pages is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts.